0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. The title of today's message is a question. Is this a good time or when should ministry happen? If I say to you, this is a ministry moment or this is a situation when we can expect God to work, what do you think of? Maybe a time of worship, a church meeting of some sort or Maybe a planned church activity or outreach. I wonder if many of us were thinking of moments like these. When I'm really tired. When I'm under big pressure. When things are really tough. When I'm in a personal crisis. I think most of us have an idea of what the right time and the right place for ministry is. Of where we think... God would want to work through us. But today we're going to look at some of Jesus' ministry moments. And we're going to notice some surprising times and places. My prayer is that as we do this, God will open our hearts and our minds so that we're ready for Him to work through us in some unexpected times and places. Let's start with a Ministry situation that may surprise you. What about when you're really tired? Mark chapter 6 verses 30 to 37. I'll read all texts from the New International Version. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Verse 34. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. Here's the situation. The disciples had just returned from their first mission trip. They were probably really excited, but also really tired from their traveling. As they got back, they were immediately overwhelmed by crowds seeking ministry. They were tired, hungry, and really needed a break. But when they went away to take that break, they were met by yet another crowd. If I were one of those disciples, I would have been really irritated I'm tired, I'm hungry, I need a break. Let's head out to another place, Jesus. But Jesus' response was to stop and to teach the crowd. And then he told the disciples to feed them. Now, as we read this and we think about it, it's important that we recognize from this account that Jesus recognized that his disciples needed a break. He was the one who initiated that time off. So Jesus is sensitive to our needs. But he's also sensitive to the needs of everyone else. Here's another situation. What about when we're under pressure, say with a really critically important task? Luke chapter 8, verses 41 to 48. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told him why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So here's this situation. Jesus was on his way to heal a dying girl. This was a really important mission. On their way, they were having to push through crowds of people who all wanted his attention. There must have been a real sense of drama as they fought through the crowds to get to this dying girl. But then Jesus stopped. There was a woman with a serious medical condition who had somehow managed to push through that crowd and reach out and touch him. He had felt many people touching him as they pushed through the crowd. But this one was different. Supernatural power had flowed as she touched him. Now, Jesus could have pressed on. He was on an urgent mission to heal a girl who was dying. And this woman had already been healed. But she needed reassurance. So Jesus stopped and he spoke words of peace and assurance to her. Here's another situation. What about when things are really tough, really stressful? Luke chapter 22, verses 47 to 51. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up. And the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' his saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Now, this was an incredibly tough, intense situation. Jesus had just been betrayed by one of his closest friends, a member of his close ministry team, the disciples, the apostles. And Judas had brought with him a mob, an armed mob, who had come to capture him, to take him by force in the middle of the night so that the people wouldn't know what they had done. Imagine how this must have felt, being betrayed by a close friend, being captured by an angry mob. One disciple was so stressed and angry enough to draw his sword and cut off the right ear of one of the men. And he probably felt this guy deserved that injury. But Jesus wasn't thinking about the offenses against him. He was thinking about a servant who had been injured while he was doing his duty. So, In the middle of this stressful, angry, violent situation, Jesus loved his enemy and healed the man. One last situation. The plot against Jesus had succeeded. He had been flogged and was nailed to a cross. This was surely his darkest moment. But while hanging in agony on that cross... Jesus rescued one last soul. Luke chapter 23, verses 39 to 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, if ever there was a situation that could be regarded as the wrong place and the wrong time for ministry to others. This was surely it. Jesus was literally hanging on a Roman cross in absolute agony. He was being mocked and insulted at the same time. And the sin of the world was being laid upon him. Yet in this darkest moment... Jesus reached out to rescue a lost soul. Now, as we reflect on these ministry situations, it's very important that we remember that Jesus was a human. He felt the pressures of those situations that we've described. Jesus was tired, he was under pressure, he was in a really tough situation. And finally, he was in his darkest moment. But in all of these situations, Jesus saw the need and the ministry opportunity and he rose to that occasion. And Jesus expected his disciples to do the same. They should feed the crowd, even though they themselves were hungry and tired. They should be ready to stop, even though they were in a hurry. They should seek healing, even while others have drawn swords. They should show grace and mercy, even in their darkest moments. So, friends, if we are disciples of Jesus, that means that Jesus expects you and I to do the same. Sometimes we will be tired And genuinely in need of a break. But the Lord may still need us to do something for Him. Sometimes we'll be in a real hurry. And for good reason. But the Lord may still want us to stop and to help somebody. Sometimes we will be under pressure, under stress. may even be feeling overwhelmed. But there may be somebody right then who needs us. Now, this is not to say that Jesus doesn't care how we're feeling in those times. He knows how we feel. He understands completely. And this is not to say that we must never take a break or make some things a higher priority than others or manage our stress or be honest with others when we're feeling overwhelmed. Many times we will get that break that we need. And we will be able to focus on that priority need. And we will get time out and receive encouragement in our dark days. But sometimes, in those difficult moments, Jesus may need us to minister to somebody where that time and place is difficult for us. I think the key lesson here is that Ministry does not wait for the ideal situation or for when we feel ready. Opportunities arise in good times and in bad times, even in dark and difficult days. I think we've seen this so much over the pandemic, over the flooding, over recent violence. We've seen uh, such needs and such opportunities for ministry in these dark times. So, friends, let's not allow thoughts like this is not a good time or I'm not in a great place right now to keep us from those good works that God has prepared for us to do. Instead, let's be ready on every day and in every situation for those ministry opportunities that the Lord has for us. Some incredible ministry opportunities happen in difficult situations. When we're in the hospital, the Lord may want us to be a blessing to another patient there. When we're in a crisis situation, it may be putting us close to someone who really needs a touch from Jesus. Now, if you read uh, Philippians, you'll see that Paul spent years as a prisoner, but during those times, he was able to write such an encouraging letter. He wrote letters that are in our Bibles today and have now encouraged millions of people. Let me close with two last texts. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2. Be prepared in season and out of season. Now often when we read Romans chapter 8 verse 28, we are thinking about uh, trusting God to be doing something good when we're in a difficult place. But today I want us to see that God works for the good in every situation. And that means that as disciples of Jesus, we should be ready to share in that good work, which is in good times and in hard times. And as Paul wrote to Timothy, we need to be prepared both in season, in those good moments when we feel ready, and out of season, in those tough moments where we don't feel ready. Let's embrace this truth, friends. And be ready to minister to others in all of our seasons and all of our situations. Amen.